Arthur Penn on the critical beating Bonnie and Clyde took before being recognized as an American classic. William Friedkin on why he rates his box office bomb Sorcerer above The Exorcist and The French Connection. Italian great Bernardo Bertolucci of Last Tango in Paris fame on how critics misunderstood his incest melodrama Luna. I'm Lloyd Sachs, reviving my old Sachs and the Cinema segment on Chicago Radio to present a series of rare, intimate, never-before-heard conversations with great filmmakers. In these chats, recorded on my cassette recorder back in the 80s, you'll also hear Halloween creator John Carpenter on what it was like to be called a pornographer of violence, Monty Python alumnus Terry Gilliam on going rogue to get his version of Brazil shown in America, and French auteur Bertrand Tavernier on the French art of stealing from American classics. Plus, you'll hear Bill Forsyth on putting Scottish cinema on the map, and in a rare one-on-one interview, British legend Michael Powell on dealing with a studio that just didn't get The Red Shoes, his magnificent study of artistic obsession. You won't want to miss any of these wide-ranging, completely unscripted interviews in which eight great directors share personal truths and the secrets of their success. We continue our series with Bertrand Tavernier. With the death of this French director in 2021, cinema lost one of its greatest craftsmen, and most widely appealing filmmakers. There was no genre Tavernier didn't call home. Best known in America for Round Midnight, his 1986 study of an American jazz great in Paris, he also brought distinction to period dramas like A Sunday in the Country, war epics like Life and Nothing But, and cop dramas like L627. Tavernier's love of film tradition is right up there with his confrere, Martin Scorsese's. If you haven't seen his eight-part series, My Journey Through French Cinema, you owe it to yourself to settle in with it. I spoke with the affable Tavernier in 1983 in Chicago, a few blocks away from the since-closed jazz club Rick's Café Americaine, where he was very excited to learn the great Count Basie saxophonist Frank Foster was performing. Tavernier came to town to promote Coup de Torchon, his bold adaptation of Jim Thompson's 1964 pulp classic, Population 1280. I begin our chat by asking Tavernier about A Week's Vacation, his 1980 film, about a school teacher taking stock of her life. One of my favorite films of yours was A Week's Vacation, um, which I liked enormously, and, and I guess some people, at least that I know, were a little put off because of the, the reach of the film, in terms of, I mean, you don't make films that are satisfied with describing a relationship out of the context of the larger of the system. Mm. Uh, there is that sense of 
something larger going on than just the two mm -hmm. people you're seeing. The, you say, I like the characters to always to be rooted in something. Not only because the context around them can explain them or can uh, make them richer, but I think sometimes it's 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 like sending a little stone in the water. I like to suddenly have a circle, and more and more circle around people. Uh, I think it's. Uh, at the same time, it's more lyrical. It's more. Uh, I like films. I like books where you breathe, where you, where you have an, an impression of uh, of seeing something wide, something mm -hmm. something big. I like to get. I like the echo. I like to get the things the things uh, behind uh, the, the characters the things uh, yeah, like 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 uh, the voice behind the voice uh, and um it's um i like a story i like relationship at the same time to be intimate and i like i like to feel something immense behind that it's difficult for me to, to to explain because it's it's pure it's completely emotional. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's uh, uh, for me a kind of ideal film would be a film which start. It's like it would be a huge crane movement. I mean, going from something very little, a very precise little facts, and then you dolly back, 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 and you discover. It's uh, it's trying to get within an intimate story, within an emotional story, the pulse of a city, of a country, of a period, of a moment. Uh, it's it's first, it's a way of not being didactic, sure. and it's a way of uh, uh, opening. I'm fascinated by history. I, mean, I'm, I'm, I love historical books. I'm, uh, and, and it's a way of always opening something which is individual uh, toward the the audience. To, I mean, I mean, and 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 instead of narrowing an, an issue, that's uh, I try to do that in the Let Children Supreme, in the George and the Assassin, but in a week's vacation too. At the same at the same time, it's not only a, a film about it's not a film about education. It's a, it's, it's a film about a woman who, who is a teacher. So there is plenty of things about education, but it's 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 too it's a film about the feeling uh, that. I had of the France in the 1980. I mean that the atmosphere, the moment of of depression, mm -hmm. that, and it's too. It's a film about myself. It's a film about my doubts in the, in the relationship with the audience. My uh, 
because I do the same work than and she does. So it's about uh, communication, about uh, about uh, the way of expressing myself. And when you have all those all those elements in 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 a film that force you to to go beyond, uh, I think, and just a, a single individual story. Yeah. I would. It's. I feel very, very close. I've been. Maybe that's the influence I had when I was young. Writers like uh, Hugo, Zola. I mean, all those people of. Uh, I've been very, very influenced by the, the, the Balzac, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Faulkner. Uh, uh, I mean, when when you read those people, you never have. And it's even Melville to uh, or to Dickens. You never have the feeling that they are talking only about individuals. Intimate scene. I remember a novel by Balzac called *The Tenebreuse Affair*, in which the end takes place in a kitchen. You know, in a salon. There is a the dinner five or six, several years, several months after the end of the story, and suddenly you. You learn the key to the, what happened, what was the political background of the, the in a discussion during that that dinner, and it comes and and it's great. I mean, to have that, and I think th that kind of construction must have influenced me for uh, one of the last scenes of the even in country of the judge and the assassin, where two girls talk in the kitchen, and you learn, and you have a, you have the feeling of the. Of, of at the same time of this uh, of, of the place of a, of a sunny after uh, the end of an afternoon, and that and 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 suddenly you learn uh, important facts like that, and and it's and it's not only two characters. It's uh, there is a, a piece of the period of France behind that, uh, and I think I, I like that. I like to and in the. Last script I've been writing, it's about Canada, and it's about French in Canada, and I have um, I have something which I very often use. It's the, the they, they talk about a character that we will never see, and which uh, and it's about the revolt of Louis Riel and the half breed in 1883, and uh, mm. and so it's it comes in a, in an an isolated farm in Manitoba and you have from time to time you have news of that which come like uh, like carried by the wind and and it's uh, and it's uh, and it's a moment of history but history not I mean really story in integrated in in, in the daily in the, in the yeah. life in the daily life. that that I'm and and what I reproach sometimes to some American films through is that lack of uh, it's the fact that they they want to be individual in the great American film it's not true I mean uh, uh, in, in, in the films of Ford for instance John Ford always there was that sense of collectivity that sense of uh, I mean films like uh, Grapes of Wrath of Wagon Master of even when he was dealing with a hero, you were 
maybe it was not sometimes completely true historically, it was his truth, but uh, uh, like young Mr. Lincoln, at the end of young Mr. Lincoln, uh, when uh, Henry Fonda climbs the hill. Sorry. You remember the scene when he, when he climbed the hill and he says, where, where are you going, Abe? He says, I'm going to climb to the top of that hill. And you see him walking, but at the same time, you have, it's just somebody walking uphill and you really have a feeling of, uh, of history suddenly, of having something absolutely immense. Great, and that I had adored. That's mm. superb. Yeah, is there? It seems to me that a lot of the the more talented American directors um, get a little carried away with quoting moments like that and films like that um, to the point where uh, oh, a film. Uh, well, there there have been numerous uh, Hitchcock kind of. Uh, homages, uh, which are just filled with quotes from Psycho or Vertigo or whatever. Well, that's uh, very bad. Yeah, I it think it's very bad. The yeah. work of people. I mean, there are some directors. I mean, the the remake, the homage, things like that. It's very, 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 very bad. I think it's it's not that. When I I, I say that some of the best films should be rooted in a tradition. I mean, tradition is the opposite of the homage or or, or the imitation. Tradition is something really deep, really. Uh, 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 but uh, for instance, people like Brian De Palma and all that seems to me absolutely dreadful. I mean, horrible, horrible. Yeah. And uh, uh, even in France, I mean, a lot of directors in France uh, copied uh, some American films. And imitated, uh, and but I think what they imitated it's uh, the exterior of the film, the look of the film, and so what what they did it's film which were not French and were less good than the American film that they were imitating. That's yeah. uh, there is a risk of losing uh, your soul. That I mean, it's uh, it's 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 bad. It's it's. Yeah. Uh, and and Hitchcock, it's it's terrible because the the imitation of Hitchcock. I mean, it's uh, you you uh, it's, it's even people like Chabrol, who are the most talented, sometimes did did a few mistakes and uh, wanted. Yeah. But 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 Chabrol, what was his best when he was. Uh, Alone when he when he, when he was really himself. But no, no, I have no. I should not say anything else about because he, he did some great film. But it's true that uh, that homage and remakes are the two plagues of the mm. modern cinema. Yeah, it's uh, and I don't want to be- belabor it, but but even someone that I I have enormous respect for, uh, Scorsese. Uh, there is this element of self-involvement in just you know playing those notes, which he loves from other people's films. Whether it's uh, you know an old Jimmy Cagney, uh, one of those gangster movies from Warner Brothers. Or yes, whatever. but sometimes it fits his characters too. Yeah. It goes well because it fits. Uh, for the moment, it has not bothered me because it, there is such tremendous personality in Scorsese yeah. that. Uh, that it's 
it goes with with what he's is telling, which is not for me the case of Brian De Palma. No, I mean, no, it's there's not, worlds uh, worlds apart. Uh, no, it's not. Um, but you can uh, you, you can have an influence of other, but it 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 will be different that uh, <laughs> that those quotations uh, that uh, homage or that is uh, f- uh, who that Fuller was telling me that is the homage. It's a it's a French it's a way the, fr- uh, the it's, it's something invented by the French to steal <laughs> ideas or things. From other films, <laughs> so it's a French way of stealing. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I just wonder. It was also, I mean, the new wave just kind of set in motion this a sense of repetition you were talking about earlier. Um, and while there's certainly um, numerous films under the new wave banner that I, I like a great deal, well, I just wonder, you know, where you stood in re- in regard to that. Was it something you? I mean, you're reaching back past any kind of trends. I mean, when you're talking mm-hmm. about tradition, when you're talking about mm-hmm. kind of from the roots. Um, I don't know exactly what I'm asking. I guess is what? Well, I guess a in looking back, how do you value uh, the so-called new wave? And, uh... It's a difficult question because uh, I think it's uh, I hate label. Yeah. And a new wave is a label which we cover people who who had certain thing in common, but a lot of difference too. I mean, uh, I don't think uh, there is a lot of. Uh, uh, in common between, let's say, Romer mm-hmm. and Godard, and they're very, very different. So, it's. it's well, if you could like respond to it more as a not mm-hmm. so much the actual films, mm-hmm. but just the kind of state mm-hmm. of mind. Yeah, I think they did what they did. Sometimes was very good because they freed the the, the cinema of. Um, they they brought a lot of freedom. I mean, in terms of using the camera. Uh, sense of location, making the film more personal, I mean, bringing, trying to do film as a first person and uh, reacting against things which were bad in the French cinema. They were unfair, uh, of course, they were unfair and now a lot of films that they have destroyed or not have been reevaluated. I mean, films like by Claude Autant Lara or Henri Decoin have and, and have been, or even Clouseau, have been reevaluated. So, but it's true that there was an atmosphere in the French cinema where everything, everything was shot in studio, where, which they, they had, they destroyed a little bit of that, and at the same time they brought a kind of uh, an insolence in the narration, which was the. Even at the beginning, the idea of quoting the film you were liking, it was like a certain, certain novelist. Mm. When it's, it's true that it's... Uh, uh, why, uh, why people in films were never speaking of, of cinema? I mean, they were, I mean, they were never saying, uh, let's go to see a film, I like that director, I like that. 
that's it's it's uh, it's 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 something which is false because in life it happens uh, very often. I mean, uh, so they brought that kind of dialogue there. That the, the fact that you could speak of your certain things. At the same time, they were very much frightened by the actors, and they did not discover a lot of actors. And uh, the only one they discovered, and it was Belmondo. And uh, and they were very Parisian, most of them, and very uh, bourgeois in coming in. Uh, they they did not venture into certain fields uh, or certain genre. For instance, they never did uh, documentaries, they never did historical film, they never did uh, big, big films, I would say, the epic films, uh, lyrical films. Most of the, the mm -hmm. films are, are little Films, in terms, some of them are, are absolutely superb. By little, I do, I do not mean that they are uh, not yes, important. Right. I mean, uh, there are certain films by Godard or, or Romer and uh, uh, Truffaut and Chabrol have, have uh, had an evolution, and they, especially at Truffaut, I mean, is is Autant Lara was was telling me the, uh, a few weeks ago that uh, now Truffaut is doing exactly the type of film he was attacking when he started as a critic. I mean, you you can say that he, he, he is doing. It's not true that he is doing them like Delanois, like people like that. Because I think Le Dernier Metro and uh, La Femme d'à Côté are not bad films, and uh, they have. He is sensitive. Mm -hmm. And he is discovering actors too, and he wrote a splendid text about actors. I think our generation, myself, I'm saying that, but a lot of directors like that, we have taken what a lot of things from the new wave. It's difficult not to have been influenced mm -hmm. by uh, a wave narration, a technique, uh, uh, the fluidity of the camera, the fact that. Uh, you 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 can uh, work with handheld camera on location. That, but at the same times, uh, our generation are more. Uh, we are, we have many more interests. I mean, the type of film we do have a wider range. It goes from some very intimate personal story like Tiala Doyon that. To the thriller like uh, Corno, to the historical films, to the documentaries, to the avant-garde film of uh, Duras, or people like that. So uh, I don't mean that all films are better or not. It's just that I think we are, and I've, I'm, I'm the, in between the 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 the, the new wave and. The, the tradition, not of the people of Delanois, Lara, but more, 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 Crémillon, Becker, uh, Renoir, and all those people. Uh, in, because we like Becker, we can do uh, uh, an historical film, like I mean, Casque d'Or was an historical film, or uh, a thriller, or. 
in, uh, he wanted to do the Three Musketeers. I mean, we have it's it's um, it's we have taken, I think, what is good in 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 the two, I mean, uh, and and it's our film are based on uh, we. It's in, for me when 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 people say that uh, and they speak not only of me or for other people that who belong to the tradition of quality, it's crazy because we are not directing at all. Like I mean, I was speaking with Claude Tanlara, and uh, there, are the, there is a world. I mean, uh, between us, for instance, when he was saying that everything in his films was prepared, uh, in, he could knew. Um, Four weeks in advance, it's uh, on Thursday in four weeks, I will be shooting the shot number 135. <laughs> it will be 55 millimeters and the camera will be there. For me, that's impossible. I don't know how, I don't even know how it, what I will do in four weeks, but I don't know how I will shoot it. And, and very often, I mean, I get, I change on the set, I... I rewrite a line, or, or even if I respect the script, the script, suddenly there is something happening which uh, make me uh, change the way I thought I was going to direct the scene. I'm completely... Uh, he said that in his films, improvisation, there was never any improvisation. In my film, there is always a lot of improvisation yeah. on the set. So it's... Uh, I think my dream would be to combine... To combine the culture, the sense of roots that you have in Grémillon, Renoir, and, and Carnet, uh, and the, the fact that they, they, were, they wanted to deal with large subjects. I mean, Grémillon always wanted to do a film about the commune. It was dreaming of making big films about them in that. And you know, to have that kind of uh, emotional interest, and at the same time to have the personality of the people of the new wave I mean the the first ah. person I mean that's that's it's how where we stand at. yeah you've been listening to a conversation with the late great director Bertrand Tavernier thanks to Rick Riggs and handwritten recording studio for the production work and Jeff Bradfield for the music in our next podcast I'll chat with the legendary British director Michael Powell, director of The Red Shoes, Black Narcissus, and the infamous Peeping Tom. Join me. I'm Lloyd Sachs.